0: Hey, welcome to The Ohio Windy. It is uh, March 24th. I'm here as always with Craig and Brandon. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Uh, big launch day for us. Um, obviously, we have content every day on the website, but we, we've never partnered with anybody before. So until today, it's uh, fresh. The Hope Interrupted podcast launched this morning. Um, it's on our um, website as well as our um you know podcast server anywhere you hear a podcast uh check it out um byron mccallie and jennifer mooney who wrote the hope up the book that is coming out may 1st uh they had a their first episode and um it was with uh kevin aldridge of the insane choir so definitely check it out very fascinating, i'm excited and proud to be working with these guys and, uh, check out hey uh, buy a book um uh, very good books about uh, cross-cultural <laughs> studies and really trying to figure out how to get along better with people around us, which is important, especially now in 2020 and 2021. I got to tell you guys, we're going to talk about this during the week or during our show today. I was a little bit frustrated. I was excited. I actually got uh, scheduled for my COVID vaccine. so I'm going to get shot. I'm good to go. But I was reluctant to post on Facebook because I was afraid... People were anti vaxxers to start screaming at me. And <laughs> I was sad about this gun thing. Um, you know, unfortunately, it was another mass shooting. We're going to talk about a layer segment. I wanted to post about that, but I know that's all political. So, two things which should be givens um, hey, you got a vaccine, and, you know, gun violence is bad. It, it's so weird that we're in a society where we can't agree on that, <laughs> which is really unfortunate and sad. But, yeah, rough times, rough times. But uh, thankfully, people like Byron and Jennifer are trying to address it in the book. Uh, check it out and let us know definitely what you think. Um, as always, a busy news day. Uh, we start out uh, in Ohio. The Columbus Dispatch had a good article uh, talking about the, uh, there's a public workers union, a lot of state employees, uh, 27,000. Um, they received an eight percent raise um, with the new contract they I uh, came out with. Um, hey, we're in a pandemic. The economy's tough. Things are rough. I feel very fortunate any time that you know I can get some extra money. So I don't want to throw the same employees under the bus. But again, who's paying the same employees is us. We're, we're taxpayers. Brandon, do you think this raise is appropriate considering the times we're in? Or, I mean, I might critical the state employees, but I'm just more wondering if this is the right time for such a high raise. This is
1: their largest pay increase in thirteen years. Yeah, that's the biggest question point. Why is it taking that long for employees to get pay increases? That long is, you know, sorry, I know there's a pandemic going around, but, um. There just needs to be a better overall system of terms of, you know, um, of, um, of like trying to um, uh, in terms of compensation models or whatnot for state employees. And on top of that, I mean, Ohio's I mean, financial picture isn't that bleak. I mean, I don't I mean, I haven't really seen even we have a two billion dollar rainy day fund. That we I think as far as I know I have we haven't seen tapped into and I'm not saying that's necessarily what the money meant to be there for but, um, and you know the economy is technically has reopened up anyway as of as of sort of like l- late last year or, or as of excuse me in in May of last year, when the restaurants and um, um were allowed to have indoor and outdoor dining, I'm sure with some capacity restrictions. I mean the economy was kind of allowed to continue at that point. I mean, there was a lot of restrictions in place and there's been a lot of fun stories about bars getting cited for not following COVID protocols. But I mean, there's tax dollar revenues are still going in. And, um, honestly, I think, um, you know, state employees getting a pay raise at this point, probably will just only help the economy because they're going to go out and use that money either for bills or for, for some other part in the economy. So, um, I know, um, um, and b- to be honest, probably they if um, um, state employees can probably they're not that's, they're probably being underpaid even still compared to what they can make in the private sector, and it's it's just like you know I know everyone likes to beat beat on the government employee, but it's important that we can still attract really good talent, um, so in the state workforce, so that well- services can be done appropriately.
0: And I got to stand corrected. The way the article was presented was almost like, Hey, we're getting a 9% pay raise tomorrow, but, and you can express it that way, but in actuality, it's a three year contract, 3% raises each year, which is a lot different. I mean, the way the article was first presented was like, Hey, you got 9% raise right now. Enjoy. But really a 3% raise is almost cost of living anymore. Right. Um, Possibly,
1: I'm not going to come out of.
0: Well, I mean, it's close. It's close. right? It's close. I mean, it may not be exactly a little bit more, but three percent, you know, raise each year seems to be a little bit more going with the cost of living. So, yeah, okay. And I don't know. I mean, I I guess, Craig. I mean, it always doesn't happen here in the in our journalism industry, but if we can maintain a standard cost of living increase or even just saying a 3%, I mean, I, I think that will be okay for pretty much everybody, right?
2: Yeah, that'd be great for everybody, but not everybody's going to see this kind of an increase over any kind of period of time. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting, you know, a new contract. It is maybe a little off, you know, in timing with, with COVID still going on and, You know, people still being out of work, and you know, people probably looking at this thinking, you know, I can't even go back to work yet, or I got laid off because my employer couldn't afford to have me anymore. And then to see something like this go out, you know, it's probably not the best timing. And, you know, it'd be great if everybody could get 3% raises or a cost of living, you know, kind of raise every year, but not everybody benefits from that. So, you know, more power to them, but obviously there are other people that are still struggling that would love to get a raise or see any kind of, you know, financial assistance. And, you know, that's why I think a lot of people have kind of hung their hats a little bit on, you know, the stimulus checks, because that's a lot of extra money. I mean, for someone like me and my wife, an extra $2,800 was huge. uh, Just incredible. And I know some people, you know, maybe, Wealthier people have criticized stimulus checks. That, well, who cares about them if you need to rely on stimulus checks? Then you're already doing badly. Well, a lot of people had to rely on stimulus checks. Not and and nothing really changed. You know, nothing really changed uh, for some people like me. Nothing really changed with the pandemic. I still was working, things like that. But, you know, it's a good boost in your account. You know, and it's it's things that you're able to buy now or pay for. That maybe you had to, you know, shy away from because you just didn't have that money in the bank account. So um, everybody could use that stimulus check that got one. I would hope to, I would think anyway.
0: It's true, and, and you know, Brandon, you can even look on the flip side of saying. <clears throat> you know, this represents office workers, corrections employees. This is the thing that was decided on right now. But the article also says it sets the pattern for contract agreements with other employee unions, including the Ohio State Troopers Association, the Ohio Education Association, and the Fraternal Order of Police. So those are some very important people. So, yeah, you can definitely look at both ways, but if you don't have a adequate salary and a lot of people leave, I mean, now you're talking teachers, police, <laughs> corrections officers and everything. I mean, you know, people that we really need, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, like we've had this sort of collective bargaining agree, discourse, like back during the case sick years. And it was, um, not to get necessarily in the details, but you know, that Senate bill five got repealed. Um, so we go forward i don't know necessarily if this is the same kind of um if those are necessarily the same situation in that but you know about public worker and that was that that union collective bargaining agreement law was affected everyone like every public employee like uh, teachers and police officers too and firefighters and that that really the police officers really back then kind of wrinkled a lot of voters back then i'm curious how it would play off with discourse around police officers yeah. but um but no, I mean this is something that, um, you know, public being in a public employee. I know it's not something that you anyone's forced into. But um, I think the just the biggest picture here is that, um, I, I, I'm is that, you know, they are still doing a service to, I mean, to our states. Um, it's still like, um, they could probably make more money in the private sector, and it, I, I think it's we need to have a good balance of attracting the best talent we can get um you know i think if this was at the federal level at the um but during those um impeachment trial hearings i mean um what one one um witness uh, was t- talking about um uh, fiona hill i believe her name was she was talking about how um there was a mix-up in terms of a um of like her and uh trump surrogate had a had a cup of coffee in her office. And she said, No, it, it probably was like at a restaurant or some cafe. Cause I, in my office, I don't, I don't, we don't have coffee. We, they, they don't provide us coffee. I, all I could offer him probably was tap water. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm just like, Can we just, is it, are we really that pinching hard just to save on not providing employees a cup of coffee? I mean, maybe they could drive to Starbucks on the way, but I mean, it's just like, those these little kind of little nitpicky things kind of affect morale, match. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but I don't know. I mean, it's you'd be it's a lot cooler to go work for a private sector company that offers all these sweet amenities. Yeah. Um. And they might this might be a really top talent kind of person. I mean, it'd be great if we can get tracked as many talented people uh, to work in the public sector. And I mean, it might makes the public sector work even better because you got really smart people in there. I just You know, it's a balancing act. I get that. And, you know, these are tax dollars, but it's just like, you got to remember we're all human beings. And I think it's about morale. So I don't know. That's just, I'm just saying it's one perspective. That's all I have to add on that.
0: And over the years, I've had a lot of sources that have worked in government and everything. And, you know, they told me privately off the record when they left, they were happy because it was easier to work in the private sector. Um, Yeah, definitely true. Um, so, okay. Uh, Craig, anything else about this that you think?
2: No, I mean, obviously, like I think Brandon said earlier, you know, this could help boost the economy, uh, giving these, you know, and, and also retain good, hardworking people. Uh, because like he said, you know, the, the private sector can generally poach a lot of these people, you know, especially I know, Maybe something that we've learned over the last year with COVID is, you know, the nursing professionals that work at health departments don't make as much money as a nurse working in a private job at a hospital or wherever. So, you know, these are the these are the types of employees that we want to keep. And I understand this raise. It's a little strange timing because of the pandemic still going on. But, you know, there's probably never a good time to announce, uh, you know, any any type of raise for a public employee because you're always going to have some criticism about it. But, uh, you know, not that it's not deserving. I'm not trying to say that at all. It's just uh, odd timing. And, of course, there are people out there that probably think, hey, you know, where's my money? Where's my raise?
0: Right, right. And it's interesting. Well, it's good because, yeah, there's definitely both sides of the argument. So, less of what you think about that, um, we'll continue to follow it because it is taxpayer money. Um, But at the same time, too, you know, um, the workers there kind of get dumped on, and it makes it hard for them to stay, and we definitely need uh, some state workers. There's definitely interesting arguments to be made on both sides, yeah. so let's well, look what you think. Thank you for checking out the Ohio one. We'll be back soon for another new segment. Have a good one.